You're listening to Season 3, Episode Number 8 of Strike the Match. In this episode, my guest is Dr. Brian Galloway, Senior Researcher for the Diaspora Peoples Initiative of the Global Research Department of the International Mission Board. He's recently written a book titled Reaching the Nations, Carefully Examine, Naturally Encounter, and Intentionally Engage Diaspora Peoples. This resource provides incredible help to individuals and to churches in reaching the unreached people groups living among us, particularly within a North American context. So with that in mind, let's... Welcome to Strike the Match with pastor and missiologist, Dr. J.D. Strike the Match is a podcast that addresses matters related to missions, innovation, and leadership. Now here's J.D. If you've been listening to uh, this podcast for any length of time, you know that frequently I will make reference to things related to uh, unreached people groups within uh, a North American context. And one of the things that I often hear as a question is related to the notion of good resources. Where can I get a good resource that can help me uh, that can help me lead my church uh, to be involved in in understanding what's going on in my community, uh, specifically within a North American context, uh, to reach out to the uh, unreached peoples and unengaged peoples around me. Where where can I find some uh, some good resources? For the longest time, uh, our and, and even to today, even to today, the the resources are very limited. But one of the things that I'm very excited about is a book that uh, is about to be released uh, called Reaching the Nations. Uh, The subtitle is Carefully Examine, Naturally Encounter, and Intentionally Engage Diaspora Peoples. Uh, The author is uh, Dr. Brian Galloway. Uh, That name is uh, probably familiar to to some of you. Uh, Brian was back uh, on the program back in 2015. We were talking about uh, peoplegroups.info and his research work there. He is uh, the senior researcher for the Diaspora Diaspora Peoples Initiative. Uh, he's with the Global Research Department of the International Mission Board, serving with the IMB for 31 years. 26 of year, 26 of those years, he was in East Asia and Southeast Asia. He's written other books in addition to this new book that we'll be talking about. Written other books entitled "Traveling Down Their Road" and "The World as They See." Uh, it's my pleasure to uh, bring back to uh, the program Dr. Brian K. Galloway. So, Brian, welcome to Strike the Match. Thank you, J.D. I always learn a lot from you, so I love being with you. Hey, man, it is an honor to have you here, and it all, every time I talk with you, I'm always having flashbacks back to our days of walking the halls at Southern Seminary and eating uh, Chinese food together. Yeah, I always have flashbacks of eating good, drinking some good coffee. <laughs> and that's true, too. I was always uh, uh, trying to convert everybody to uh, my coffee ways back in those days, and still still am today, so... <laughs> Hey, this resource is uh, an exciting resource for a very important time, and so I, I want the, the folks uh, listening to to get a better understanding of of not only this book and, and how they can get a copy of it, but but also just to kind of be updated on what what's going on within uh, specifically within the issue of migration and mission in a North American context. So just a little backstory. Tell us, uh, I know we talked about this back in 2015, but tell us a little bit about this research project that you've been providing leadership to. Um, uh, I'm providing the research for uh, North America called peoplegroups.info, which is the North American initiative for diaspora peoples or people that are dispersed. 
and trying to find all the uh, people groups that are in North America. But I'm also doing peoplegroups.eu, which is Diaspora Peoples of Europe. And so uh, my assignment since we talked last, J.D., is kind of expanded okay. into that and everything. So it's diaspora peoples uh, throughout Europe, also not just North America. So f- for our people that may be familiar, for example, with, with Joshua Project and their web-based resource, it, it's similar to that. Am I correct? That's correct, except it's uh, – and it's similar to our peoplegroups.org. Right. Except this gets down uh, both of those websites, uh, peoplegroups.org and Joshua Project, both look at uh, things from a macro perspective, uh, both of uh, peoplegroups.info and peoplegroups.eu try to look at peoplegroups from a micro perspective. In other words, um, within the country or whatever country it could be, Germany, U.S., Canada, wherever it is, where does a certain people group actually reside and where are there higher concentrations of them? And of them, which ones are unreached and which ones are completely unengaged? That has to be one massive undertaking. It is actually a very big undertaking. (laughs) And especially when we're talking about diaspora peoples, Mm. Because being dispersed and being people who migrate, uh, it's, it's kind of like trying to catch a chicken, <laughs> even if it's in a pen, you know, it's hard to catch. So, because they're always on the move. That's right. Everything. That's right. But, but it, it is so good. And I, I, I really believe that this, this project, particularly with the peoplegroups.info, this, this approach to understanding who is within North America, I believe it is one of the most important things in, in, in North American missiology uh, today because, you know, we, we need to know who is among us. We need to know, uh, uh, you know, who, who among us are believers, who are unbelievers, who's engaged, who's unengaged. And at the same time, uh, the reality is that many of the peoples living within the United States and Canada, uh, they're gateways uh, back into uh, some of the more difficult places to reach in the world. And that's that's very true. And that's what's unique about the world now is, uh, you know, I'm talking about in the book, in the book, I'm talking about diaspora peoples. And that's the central focus. And these are people who are displaced, they're dispersed, they have migrated for some reason or another, and they often have their feet in in two different countries, the the country that they're from and also their host country. And uh, because they still have their feet in another country, their home country, their homeland, they have that connection back for us to be able to reach them and their family and their friends and others back in their homeland. And everything. So, so let's talk about uh, this book, Reaching the Nations. Uh, it's uh, it's about eighty pages in in length. Uh, very easy to read. Very practical. Very helpful in what what's going on. Just to give you an idea of the table of contents. Uh, so, so instead of calling them chapters, it, they're actually called lessons. So we have lesson one. It's a biblical perspective. Actually, lesson. even since then, JD, yeah. I've changed it to disciplines. Oh, okay. So, so I'm I'm looking at a at a at a rough rough draft. <laughs> yes, yes. And and the reason I went from lessons, I felt like that was more academic sounding. Mm-hmm. Whereas what the point I was trying to get across in the five 
different disciplines. Uh-huh. They're disciplines we must develop. So there's like, things that we must develop if we're going to really be intentional in reaching diaspora people. Okay, so before we we hit those disciplines, then uh, let's just get a just get a summary of, of this book. So what what's what's the book about? Just in a sentence or two. The book basically is about how we as Christians respond to these new neighbors or these new people who are near us, these diaspora peoples. How are we going to respond? Will we avoid them or are we going to eagerly embrace them, recognizing that in God's sovereignty, he has brought them near us for us to to reach them? And, uh, and you know, that's the reason— that we want to become their friends and minister to them and everything is God's brought them to us so we can reach them. So some of the people listening, they're, they're automatically thinking refugees because that's what is making the news. But, but you're not just talking about refugees in this book. No, I'm not. I'm talking about refugees, but I'm also talking about, um, immigrants, people who have just migrated for some reason or another, maybe economic, maybe job could be anything. And uh, we're also talking about international students here, you know, and everything. It's people who are in a different country from their homeland. They still have their foot in their homeland, Mm -hmm. but they're in another country, and they're near and around other Christians. Like, for instance, I'm I'm working with a guy in Berlin right now. He's he's German. He's with a German uh, organization that's there and everything. And he's doing a fantastic job mobilizing the German church, mm-hmm. German evangelical church, to begin to engage, intentionally engage these people who have moved to Berlin. Mm-hmm. And that's exciting to think about, you know, and it's yeah. happening in North American different places, too. So so why write this book at, at this time, Brian? I think it's uh, my, my, main, my main reason of wanting to write this book is to give, give people some practical handles of how they can begin to take first and second steps Mm. for not only finding unreached people groups in their locale and these diaspora peoples, but also knowing how to use cultural um, sensitivity in initially encountering them and how to speak with them and form this relationship with them Mm -hmm. that will be a lasting relationship that can minister to their needs and disciple them in their context. Mm. So, so let's, let's walk through these, uh, these no longer lessons now called disciplines, uh, that you have here. So, so just, just to give the listener the overview, uh, discipline one is a biblical perspective. Discipline two is carefully examine, uh, discipline three naturally encounter, uh, and then discipline four is intentionally engage, part one. And discipline five is the second part of that, intentionally engage, uh, part two. And then you have some, some next steps uh, and some uh, an appendix as well. So, so walk us through the, these disciplines. What's the reader going so the to first find? discipline? the first dip- discipline is understanding in God's Word that God's heart has always been for the scattered and the diaspora people. You know, since mm-hmm. we go back from Genesis and go all the way through. So it it looks at God's Word and what does God's Word say and everything. And then I'm encouraging people in that discipline that we have to constantly, it's an unending thing, that we have to eagerly embrace that mm-hmm. discipline, mm-hmm. embrace what God is doing in His sovereignty. 
that God is, as you said in your book, the divine maestro. He's the one orchestrating the movement and the migration of peoples. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even for me, even though I've been with our organization 31 years, I still have to eagerly embrace the movement of peoples. Somebody Mm -hmm. moves next door. Am I going to welcome them or not? Right. You know, how am I going to look at them if they look a little different from me? Yeah. And the only thing that keeps me going is constantly looking at God's word mm-hmm. and what God's word says to me. So I have to embrace what God's word says. And that's the first discipline. Okay. So it's an ongoing thing. Yeah. So so the next one after kind of getting that, that biblical foundation established, that getting the perspective from a divine uh, angle, you move into some practical things. Yeah, and the practical thing is you have to— what I say in that second discipline is carefully examine or examine. you got to know who's near you. So, like, who is the person that's moved next door? Right. You've had somebody move in. They look a little bit different. You're, you go to the mailbox. They go to the mailbox at the same time, and you begin to hear them talk, and they're speaking a different language, mm-hmm. you know. Well, who are they? You know, what language are they speaking? So you begin to carefully examine who are your neighbors, who are the people in your locale that that are out there and everything. So so what does that practically look like? How do I carefully examine? How you practically examine, I go through there and I talk about that there's there's always this public access information that's available out there. And some of that public access information comes in the form of, of what governments provide. Right. And it doesn't matter if it's in the U.S., Canada, London, I mean, U.K., Germany, mm-hmm. or wherever it is. There's always government. Like I was working with a guy this morning, uh, I was telling about in Germany, and we're working on all the provinces or the states within Germany, and we've already done all of Berlin. So we're working on on Stuttgart, but we've taken all of the census data, which tracks foreign born, mm-hmm. and then we can get it down to a very micro perspective to see where they're actually living, what neighborhoods they're living in. Mm-hmm. Say, for instance, Arab Iranians or Persians, or whoever they are. Right. And so you use that. Then you put another layer on top of that, and you begin to look at what's called, what I call, points of interest. These are these are places and possible signposts of where these people would hang out. Mm-hmm. So even though you might have some in your neighborhood, and you can naturally encounter them there in that neighborhood— as it gets broader, there might be some that are three blocks away. Mm-hmm. Well, if you walk three blocks away, they might know you're not from that neighborhood. So it's better to encounter them where they hang out. Maybe they're playing, maybe they're in a the field playing cricket. Or restaurant or supermarket. Or a restaurant or something. Or, or something, yeah. So after I spend some time getting to know uh, the people around me, uh, maybe doing some, some things I can find online, but obviously connecting with people, looking at those points of interest. Uh, then then you talk about the discipline of naturally encountering them, developing lasting, what you call lasting relationships. So t- tell us a little bit about that. It's, it's, it's basically going out and you're learning from them. You go as a learner, a trader, and a storyteller. That's always been my approach. You go as a learner and you begin to naturally encounter them and learn and try to find out their life stories. But you're forming those initial relationships, Mm -hmm. and you've heard me use this before. I always say put five F's on one hand, five W's on the other hand. 
And on the five F's, use, use family, friends, food, festivals, and future. So those are your subject matters. You begin to form these relationships with these people with. And on the other hand, you put five W's, who, what, where, when, and why. Mm-hmm. And you always use those because those are open. Those lead to open-ended questions because you always want to begin to, as you begin to encounter them, don't use closed-ended questions, a yes, no oh, type good. response. Yeah. But you want to use an open-ended question in order to draw them out and find out who they are. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, you know, you're just listening to their stories. And as you're, you're a learner out there, you're listening to their stories, then you can become a trader to where you're trading stories back and forth with them, and they can begin to hear your stories mm-hmm. and everything. So that's what the natural encounter is about. So then discipline four, discipline five, you talk about engaging. Yes, that's right. And in the first part of engagement, you want to begin to minister to their to their needs, whatever that need might be. And therefore, here's how you move, as I said in the carefully examined part, you move from point of engage, point of interest, mm-hmm. then you begin to find out which of those points of interest are good points of engagement. And that's when you begin to discover that during the encounter part. And then it leads into finding people of peace. But you only find people of peace as you begin to engage them Mm -hmm. and you end up discovering and you discern which ones do I go back to and which of these is people that are willing to not only tell me some stories, but they're also telling their life stories. Mm -hmm. And then you're able to share life stories with each other. Then you're able to share faith stories. And then you begin to discover, as you share those faith stories with each other, you begin to discover people of peace. And that's the ministering to them, because you begin to minister to them. Does that make sense, David? It, it, it does. Explain to our listener what, what person of peace is, people of peace are. People of peace about? are people who are not just curious about Christianity. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not just, they don't just have this curiosity, but they actually want to hear more about what our story, our faith story is about. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I always try to do personally myself is once I know that I've reached somebody at that point, that I've begun to discern that they're at that point, I get them to start reading God's Word. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, then tell them a lot of stories in the Bible and see what their response is. So there's, so this this book is, is not just about collecting information, uh, developing a, a, an intercultural relationship for the sake of of just being more cross cultural. We're 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 we're, dis, we're trying to get to the gospel to to call people to repentance and faith. Yes, that's what it's about. It's about it's about seeing people that we have no clue who they are mm-hmm. next door. You know, they look different. They might eat different food. Uh, you know, all kinds of different things about them, but we end up forming that relationship with them in such a way that we end up finding some of them who say, yes, I want to follow Jesus. And then we begin to encourage them as new disciples and leave them in their context so they can reach their family and their friends. So the United States, largest immigrant receiving nation in the world, you know, one in five Canadians, non-Canadian born, uh, you know, but using 
you know, data that uh, you know, global research has been a part of, you know, the, the U.S., home to the third largest number of unreached people groups, you know, as, as of just a few months ago, Canada was number six on that list. So what about the pastor who is hearing this podcast, is aware of these changing realities, is aware of the fact that a lot of the unreached people groups of the world uh, are, are living among us. Uh, this book is coming out. And what, what should the pastor do in light of these realities? I mean, he, he's a busy guy. He's got so much going on. He's trying to prepare for Sunday's message. He's caring for people. The single staff pastor, could you speak to him for a few minutes? Yeah, no problem. I think one thing is, you know, if, if a pastor was to get this book and just read it, not work it, but just read it, mm-hmm. then I could be, I think he could begin to say, how can I in my church begin to not only preach on the people next door, mm-hmm and talk about them, but help create awareness within my own congregation that this is an important aspect of society that we can't neglect any longer. That's good. And, and everything. Um, you know, I think the pastor himself has to get a passion toward mm-hmm. the people's next door. If they don't get that passion, you know, they're not going to be, they're, they're not going to be there. Right. And I think another thing a pastor could do initially is become informed himself, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, begin to find out who some of the people are next door. And then another thing he could do is just lead by example. He could take an elder or a deacon yes. or another member to an ethnic restaurant or some of these points of interest, you know, and mm-hmm. begin to encounter some of these people. So I, I think it's not just it's not. It's got to be a part of the heart, right. JD. Yeah, it's got to be a part of not just being informed. But it's got to be a part to where you say, "Hey, my heart's breaking toward these people." Right. Who, if I don't go out and tell them who is, mm-hmm. and if nobody tells them, how are they ever going to know? And, and pastors, you you will be the the lead on that. You will be the champion for that. And if, if that's if that's not a part of your your regular preaching and teaching and challenging your people to to see the the harvest field around them, the unreached people groups around them, you know they're they're not going to see it. I mean, I know that many pastors that are listening to this, you you championing the calls for unreached people groups, uh, usually around this time of the year when uh, Christmas offerings roll around and things of that nature, and we turn our attention to unreached people groups during special offerings. But but what about um, what about throughout the rest of the year, and what about uh, the people in your communities? And so I would just challenge you to. Uh, to, to bring this to your people's attention, but you need to catch that vision as well. And I think Brian's book is, is a great help. And JD, I'll just, I'll just interject this one story. I was at a church once with a uh, mission committee and I was just talking about these, these people who are here, you know, next door to us, who are our neighbors, who are in these large metro areas and these dispersed people, mm-hmm. uh, not refugees, but immigrants, others who have just moved here, who have their foot in one country, but also in the country that, that I'm residing in. And um, I was just sharing that and my passion about that. And this lady looked at me and she said, well, you know, Pastor Brian, this is, this is, you're not, you're not talking about missions. This is evangelism. Mm-hmm. And what she had done, she had dichotomized evangelism and missions right. into evangelism is what we do locally. And missions is what we do when we get on a plane. Right. 
And, you know, I, I thought about that for a long time. And I think a lot of time, like what you were talking about, we end up having emphasis in December, especially since I'm Southern Baptist toward Lottie Moon and the Christmas offering and everything. And, you, you know, then we take our one trip, one week trip, and mm-hmm. we call that missions. Mm-hmm. Missions is right next door now. All right. And if we could catch the vision of what missions is really about, you know, evangelism is just sharing the good news. Mm-hmm. But missions is just going out wherever they might be and everything. So I think if our pastors could, could create awareness among their congregation and just lead by example and begin to model it themselves, I think our congregations will follow. Yeah, that, that would be huge. So, so where can we get this book? How can we get our hands on a copy? It'll be available uh, through Amazon. Uh, by the end of December of this year, and then several other book distributors also. Okay. It'll also be available by the end of January on Kindle. Okay. Uh, there'll be a Kindle version of it available also. Very good. Reaching the Nations, title of the book, uh, should be able to get it uh, in December through Amazon and then Kindle and some other distributors in January of 2018. Brian, if people want to get in touch with you, where, where could they find you? How could they uh, connect with you beyond this they uh, can podcast? Just, they can just email me at bgalloway, B-G-A-L-L-O-W-A-Y, at org. And you know, J.D., I'm very available anytime anybody wants to contact me and everything. Uh, I might not get immediately back to you. But um, but uh, if anybody wants to contact me, they're welcome to do that. My guest today on Strike the Match uh, has been uh, Brian Galloway, who is the senior researcher for the Diaspora Peoples Initiatives, with also with the Global Research Department of the International Mission Board. We've been talking about uh, his latest book that's about to be released called Reaching the Nations. It's filled with some excellent practical disciplines on how to reach the, the strangers next door, as you've heard me talk about before. The subtitle of the book really says it all, Carefully Examine, Naturally Encounter, and Intentionally engage diaspora people. So I want to encourage you to get a copy of this. Pastors, you heard the challenge. If you just read it and just, just process and pray through some of the things, I believe that it will it will shape you uh, in your preaching and teaching with your people. Brian, it's been a pleasure having you today. Thank you so much for being with us. I thank you, J.D. It's always a pleasure to be around you. Take care. You have been listening to Strike the Match with J.D. Payne. You can find J.D. on Facebook or follow him on Twitter at J.D. underscore Payne. And if you'd like to check out more books, posts, and podcast episodes, visit jdpain.org. You can also subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. And we'd be honored if you would consider rating us or leaving comments. Thanks again for tuning in. We hope you'll join us next time.